Alhamdulillah 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 Nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nastaghfiruhu wa nu'minu bihi wa natawakkalu alayhi wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyi'ati a'malina may yahdihillahu fala mudilla lahu may yudlilhu fala hadiya lahu wa nashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa nashhadu anna muhammadan 'abduhu wa rasuluhu wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallama tasliman kathiran kathira amma ba'd فنعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم فقال الله تعالى في القرآن الكريم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اصبروا والصابروا ورابطوا واتقوا الله لعلكم تفلحون صدق الله وليوثين My beloved brothers and sisters, we praise Allah we thank Allah, we praise, we thank, we lovingly appreciate Allah, and thus we say, Alhamdulillah. Nahmaduhu, we praise, we thank, we lovingly appreciate Him. Wanasta'inuhu, we seek His help. Wanastaghfiruhu, we seek His forgiveness. Wanu'minu bihi, wanatawakalu alayh. We believe in Him and we trust and rely upon Him. And we seek refuge with Allah from the wrong within ourselves and the wrong actions in our actions. In whomever Allah guides, none can misguide. In whomever Allah lets us stray, none can guide. We bear witness that there is no ilah but Allah. There is no master but Allah. We are servants to none but Allah. There is no God but Allah. And we seek from Allah to shower his blessings upon his servant and messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and many more, and many more. And my beloved brothers and sisters, we're now in the home stretch of Ramadan. We are in the last third, the, uh, the period in which the gates of paradise are open. So on the one hand, the experience of Ramadan is sort of stabilized or normalized in our day-to-day -day experience. That for those who had a lot of difficulty fasting, uh, will probably not have as much difficulty just for the routine of it. And I'm reminding you of what the Prophet Ibrahim said to the Prophet Muhammad on the night journey, and this is that, tell your ummah, tell your people that paradise, what is in paradise, is what you plant in this world. And what is the point to take from this? That when inshallah, 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 each and every one of us is in paradise, we will recognize that Allah Ta'ala is giving me this particular palace for this particular deed I did in my dunya life. Allah Ta'ala is giving me this forest for this particular deed I did in my dunya life, or Allah Ta'ala has given me this companionship because of this other particular deed that I did in my life. And so the point being that very much of our tradition, when we speak of the Day of Judgment, very much of it is a meritocracy. You will get at the very least what you earn. You may get more, but you won't get less. You may get at the very least what you have earned in terms of good, you may, a'udhu billah, get what you earn in terms of bad. Or, and or, you'll get better. Meaning, it may be that Allah Ta'ala will give you rahmah. And what else is a reminder about the remainder of Ramadan? All of us know that the greatest night of the entire year will be taking place in these ten nights. Somewhere in these ten nights. And this is Laylat al-Qadr. This is the night of decree. And we're taught in the Qur'an that this night is better than a thousand months. But we do not know which night it is. 
There are many opinions, either it's the 21st night, either it's the 23rd night, either it's the 25th night, or the 27th night, or the 29th night. In some uh, of our cultures, the majority opinion is that it is the 27th night, in others it's the 21st night, but Allah knows best. But what point to take from that, that if it was one known, clearly known night, then you and I know what will happen. Everyone would pray on that night, which is still better than zero, but then all the other nights would be discarded. But with the possibility being any of these other nights, inshallah, it will result in us praying extended prayers in any more of these other nights. So what I'm suggesting is over the course of these final nights of Ramadan, try to engage in even longer prayers. However much you are praying, even if it is zero, increase it for these last remaining nights of Ramadan. These are the most sacred nights of the entire year. The most sacred days of the entire year are actually at the beginning of Muharram, but the most sacred nights of the entire year are the period that we are in right now. So make use of it. And when we speak again about gates of paradise being open, you and I know that we each have a set length of life. That whenever it is I am to die, wherever it is I am to die, it is set. My du'as can't change that. So if I am set to die, on a particular day, at a particular location, somehow I will get to that location, and then my life will go away at that point. And I may have told you the story, it's a, it's a cute story, a cute legend, of one of the companions of Suleiman alayhi salam, that the companion of Suleiman alayhi salam is speaking to the Prophet Suleiman, and the Prophet Suleiman had very, very special abilities in terms of his ability to control the wind and his communication or understanding the animals and then take it literally or metaphorically, whatever you'd like, but the story makes a very clear point. That this companion is saying to the Prophet Suleiman, can you, in our language, teleport me to India? And the Prophet Suleiman asks him why. And the companion says, because I see this man looking at me with this strange expression, and I think it's the angel of death. And the Prophet Suleiman, peace be upon him, reminds him, you know you can't escape death. When it's time for you to go, you're going to go. And the companion says, yes, I know, but can you still send me? So in whatever way the Prophet Suleiman, maybe he recited a dua, sends him to India. And then in India, the companion sees that man again. And it turns out that man is the angel of death and he's come to take this companion. And the companion is asking him just before, is asking the angel of death, just before the angel of death takes his soul, he was saying, when we were over there in the other location, why were you looking at me with this strange expression? And the angel of death said, because you're on my list of people to, to get, to claim, but I was supposed to pick you up in India, and I didn't know why you were over there. And what am I saying, my beloved brothers and sisters? This is the reality of our dunya. And think about how many people we hear about over the course of our days, you know, whether we're speaking about atrocities that have happened in Afghanistan, atrocities that have happened in Iraq, atrocities that have happened in Syria, etc., etc., or these huge tragedies like the big fire that happened in London, 
or of course uh, the, the attacks of hate against us and other communities, one reminder is always that at any given moment, it is going to be time for me to go. At any given moment, it is time for you to go. This is not avoidable. I can try not to think about it, but it is not avoidable. And what this also means is that over the course of our lives, we will also be losing our loved ones too. Remember, this dunya is not and has never been and never will be paradise. That at the end of the day, over the course of your life, this dunya will take many, many things away from you. And what this also means is that it is part of the design of this dunya that you and I will be hit with pain. You and I will be hit with struggle. You and I will be hit with heartbreak. You and I will be hit with loss. That is part of the design of this world. And this is where it gets especially important for us to take on the roles of being companions to each other. That when you are sharing your pain with your fellow brother or fellow sister, it will not necessarily take away the pain, but it will make it more manageable. I was speaking to a colleague of mine. He teaches down uh, on the south side of Chicago. And he was saying a study was done uh, related to, to people and friendships and such. And it was determined that at least as many as 80% of the people in our society do not have friends. And again, I'm not speaking about Facebook friends. I'm not speaking about acquaintances. I'm talking about friends. And the definition they gave of a friend is someone with whom you have a meaningful conversation. And the results of the study, or the the findings from the study, indicate that for as many as 80% of the people in our society have not had a meaningful conversation with someone in the past year. Think about that. And then think about the friends that you have, but more importantly, think about the friend that you are to the people around you. And what is the point here, my beloved brothers and sisters? That dunya has many, many wonderful things in it. Okay? We've all experienced many, many wonderful things, like the simple fact that we can have Juma and peace and quiet in this room. Okay? And we should be grateful for every one of those things. But dunya also takes away from you. But what makes it manageable is that you share with each other. So what am I saying, my beloved brothers and sisters? One of the very important things in the preparations for paradise is invest yourself in other people. Invest yourself in your relationships. Now keep in mind, that will mean an increase of joy and happiness within your being, but it will also mean an increase of pain. Because a lot of times, for the young generation, which means college students, What happens very often is that we want to keep our distance in terms of our relationships because we don't want to experience the pain. Because sometimes that pain is unbearable. But I'm saying that's more of life than the life lived alone. So much of our economy is shifting to cater to this population of people who are choosing to be alone, to live alone. And then there are many of us in our society who, just because of the way life plays out, we are unable to be in interaction with other people. But I'm saying, put in your effort, invest yourself. And an investment is always a risk. 
There's the risk of pain, there's the risk of betrayal, there's the risk of loss, but you still invest yourself in other people. Good. And thus, this is what we call the companions of the Prophet ﷺ. We call them Sahaba, we don't call them disciples. That in the tradition of Christianity, one of the dominant roles of Isa ﷺ is that he is teacher. In our tradition, the Prophet, peace be upon him, is of course teacher. But when we speak of the companions, they're spoken of as friends. And we'll take this point even a step further, but first, let us take a moment and ask Allah Ta'ala for forgiveness. We express our praise and gratitude to Allah Ta'ala and seek blessings on the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So my beloved brothers and sisters, once again as a reminder, in these final days and nights of Ramadan, make the best use that you can and make the metaphor of it being the end of your life. And what do I mean by this? Imagine that you were to find out that you have only a week left to live. Then what would you do in that week? Would you party like there's no tomorrow? Would you fix your relationships? Would you seek forgiveness and grant forgiveness? Think about this last home stretch of Ramadan exactly that way. And frankly, you and I don't know which one of us or all of us will be here for the next Ramadan. I have an uncle very close to me who is the most fit person in our entire family. I mean, he has muscles that we didn't know Desi uncles could have. And then it was discovered that he has cancer. And then he was going to go in for treatment. And then it was discovered that the cancer has spread all over. And this is the nature of this dunya. He, however, he's doing really well. He smiles. He is just as lively as much as he physically is able. Of course, everyone in his family and around is going through all kinds of pain and worry and prayers and such. But what is the point, my beloved brothers and sisters? This may be your last Ramadan, but at least take it as though this special time of the year is running out. I always get very, very happy when Ramadan begins. I don't look forward to Ramadan when it's coming. Because every year I don't know if I can make it through the whole Ramadan. This has been going on for 40 years, and somehow much will I make it through. But then when I get into Ramadan, it is my favorite time of the entire year. And then when it is ending, it's actually a moment of sadness for me. Because it's the only time of the year where I can actually think clearly. And I think it's more than just the fasting. I think it is more than just shaitan being locked up. But perhaps you have also experienced some of the joys of Ramadan, at least the communal experience, even if you've been alone, the knowledge that you've been doing Ramadan with each other. It's a special gift that we're given. And so once again, what am I saying, my beloved brothers and sisters? One simple point that I'm suggesting Over the course of the remainder of this month and over the course of your future, invest yourself in your relationships. Because there's no indication that pain in our society is going to be decreasing anytime soon. You and I all know the bizarro political situation. You and I know the, the tense global situation. There's no indication that any of this is going to let up. And one thing that will get you through is your relationship with Allah, and another thing that will get you through is your relationship with each other. So put those both together, and inshallah, we'll be very, very strong.
So with that, I remind you of someone who's gone through more suffering than all of us, and this is the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi ya ayyuhalladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa barik wa sallim. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa barik wa sallim. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa barik wa sallim. O Allah, we call upon you with all of your names to shower your blessings upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and upon his family and upon his companions and extend the peace and blessings upon them all. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa qina athab al-nar. Our Lord, our cherisher, our sustainer, grant us the best of this life and the best of the hereafter, and protect us from the fire. O turner of hearts, turn our hearts to your obedience. And if we have any rancor against any of our brothers and sisters, please guide us to forgive them and to seek forgiveness and wash that rancor out of our hearts. And for all of those who are sick and all those who are leaving us and being reclaimed by you, please grant them cure and please grant them forgiveness in the highest levels of paradise. And please give sabr to their loved ones who are in pain. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun. Wassalamun ala al-mursaleen. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Aqeem as-salam.